golf and rock and roll. Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going. We were born to drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on FM 96.9 The Game. Hey, bring me another bucket of balls. We love it. And turn on the lights. I love the lane. Because I love it. We love it. We love it. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house, Holly G, along with Mr. Cool Soul Links. Soul Links himself. Link Soul. Soul Links. (laughs) You're so linky. You know me and my style. Will Perry in the house. The players, the players, the players. It's good to be back, Will, but it was a fun week up at... The TPC. Totally. I wish I could have been up there. You spent two or three days? Did yes, you? You went I up did. on Saturday as well, right? Um, didn't make it up Saturday, but um, I, was, I was parked watching all the action. And uh, also on Sunday, C. Woo. Kim. Solid. Mr. Cool Customer. Just cool very... Operator. Well, and you had a chance to talk with Sean Foley, as coach, earlier today. Yes, so and we'll have that, that interview coming up. Coming up. Um, we will really get an inside look at who um, Kim is. 21 years old, the youngest player to ever win the Players' Championship. And it was, it was a pretty stout performance. I'll tell you, first of all, that was a short game exhibition on steroids. I mean, we know... 10 for 10, wasn't it? 10 for 10, up and downs. Um, While a lot of the big boys were going completely sideways on Sunday. I mean, look at some of these numbers. Sergio, 78. Fowler, 79. Jason Day, 80. Justin Rose, 80. What was going on with these guys? And J.B. Holmes, 84. What what did he... Was it an 8 or a... An 8 or a 7 that he had on on number 17? A 7. Yeah. And then he made a double on 18. Yeah, it was ugly. That's tough. Um, But, you know, looking at the leaderboard on Sunday, we had my pick, Sergio. I thought Sergio was going to, you know, I thought he was going to make a run. It was looking like it was setting up for him after his round on Saturday. It sure was. Um, Just didn't have it in the tank. I'm sure, you know, he was pressing for it. You've got to think that he was. Um, not the typical, not that it wasn't, uh, still fun to watch, but not the typical player Sunday, um, from top to bottom in terms of, well, from one to 10 that you normally see. Some would say it was lacking sizzle in terms of a rock star leaderboard. Although, you know, you had Louis Oosthuizen, uh, you know, Ian Poulter. smooth as silk swing. Ian Poulter, we know his story. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually watched Ian quite a bit. On, on Wednesday, and, you know, in fact, check out our blog because we've had some really great stories up the last week um, about yeah. Ian. And, uh, Steve I, Trivet, an old-time tour writer, wrote a piece about Ian Poulter 
and his kind of his trials and tribulations over the last couple of weeks. And um, we've had some great stuff from Gary Van Sickle, who will be on the show later today, former Sports writer Illustrated. for Sports Illustrated. Which yes, I and Golf, Golf World. Digest. And the current president of the GWAA. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we've had we've had some good stuff. I put a piece up on Sunday about Sergio and and then Gary did a great piece on uh, sort of uh, the analysis of TPC Sawgrass and how how things played out on Sunday. That was not something that I asked you about. Do you think that the tournament should move back to March? There's quite a bit of debate about it. You know, I'm I part of me says I'd like to see the Florida swing. I'd like to see it back in the Florida swing. I would like to see that. I would like to see that. What's interesting is there've been, you know, a lot of comments, of course, too, about the golf course, the changes they made. We're going to talk about this later on, but um, obviously, I think twelve turned out not to be um, the hole they thought it was going to be. Apparently, they're already going to move the bulldozers in and uh, change some things. Really? Yep. Um, you know, I, I think that, that the green was a little severe. If you hit it on the left-hand side middle, you know, most of those balls went off and into the water. Uh, so I think they've got to build that up a little bit. And the interesting part is a lot of the changes they made recently have been specifically because they moved the tournament to May. They move it back to March. Now you've got a whole different, you're really on a whole different growing season. Well, it plays, it's a slower golf course. You're overseeding, I would imagine that they overseed with rye up in Jacksonville. I know that we do that here in Orlando, so I would imagine it's the same. Uh, it's not going to play as firm and fast. It's going to be a little bit of a softer golf course. Um, I mean, you're playing it at the beginning part of summer, kind of at this point. Golf courses tend to dry out a little bit more. Yeah, it definitely would be way different. That's for sure. What do you feel? I kind of like it where it is. Um, It's kind of got a nice spot in between the Masters and the U.S. Open. I think moving it back to March, and then there's also this whole possibility of moving the PGA Championship, which I'm not really a huge fan of either. Um, It's nice having... You know, the Masters in April, then the Players in May, and then the U.S. Open in June, and then the Open in, I guess, mid-July. I'm not sure what the date falls exactly this year. So we've got a huge tournament every month. Um, moving it back before into March, I just, it, it's been exciting watching it the way that it has panned out, I think, over the last, I think it's officially like 10 years. Is that how long it's, yep. I think it's been? Mm-hmm. So. Um, so Ian Poulter... Obviously, saves his card and uh, is exempt with the nice uh, tie for second. Uh, and, boy, what two randomly different shots did he hit on 18 on on Sunday finishing Completely the round? Completely blocked it right off the Shanked tee. it, he said. Oh, you mean the you're talking his about second, the second shot. The yeah. second shot. Which was just like. Where did that come from? Yeah. Uh, three wood, maybe? I, I don't know what he was hitting. No, hybrid. I think no, he a hybrid. A, he was no, I think he hit a. Um, he had an iron in, in oh, hand. Oh, did he? Okay, maybe maybe it was like a six iron or something. Yeah. And then that amazing shot out of the trees. Mm-hmm. Boom. Exactly. Very very wild. What it, a birdie that would have been. That would have been amazing. So you know there've been some there's been some commentary about uh, you know Ian's play that maybe he played it kind of safe, didn't play it to win, coming in the last three holes. Uh, Brandel Chambly calling him out on the golf channel. Um, you know, hey, Ian's the experienced player, right? He's got a 21-year-old kid playing behind him. Yeah, okay, he had a two-shot lead. But, you know, do you think he was playing smart, protecting par? You know, saying, hey, this guy still has to come through 16, 17. We've seen many a tournament lost 
on that hole by many experienced players. What do you say? Well, let, kind of breaking it down a little bit, right? I mean, you could argue one way or the other. You could say, obviously, you know, I've got he's got a 21-year-old unproven uh, rookie in front of him, you know, right? Behind him. Behind, or behind him, rather. Um, where you never, I mean, you could, just like what J.B. Holmes did, you could very easily go five, three, four, five, six over par in the last couple holes. Um, so playing for par, coming into 16, 17, 18, routinely is not necessarily a bad thing. But on the flip side of that, look at also, too, maybe in the real back subconscious of his mind, this is just throwing it out there, this is purely just for our banter, of look what he's gone through and possibly almost losing his card. So I'm sure there was an element of wanting to protect protect that quite a bit and making sure that he doesn't have to go through all of... Um, you know, that again, and being able to ensure this, his status on the tour versus, you know, making a big number and, you know, who knows what could happen at that point, falling outside the top five, outside the top ten. I mean, anything can happen. Well, he, he um, you know, hit it to the middle of green on 17. I You know, that, that's such a tough pin placement. I don't think um, you would have seen Ricky Fowler do that if he was in the same place. But, <laughs> again, you know, it's easy to be a, a – Monday morning quarterback. Prognosticator. Right? Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, I do think, um, you know, it was, it was great, great to see Ian, um, you know, finish in the lights once again. And how about Rafa Cabrera Bayo? That was pretty sweet. Albatross. Yeah. Wow. Heck of a bounce that Woo! he got. Um, Ricochet. Yeah. Nothing but cup. Yeah. And then he birdies 17. And uh, did he chip in on 18? I forget. Or, or drain a, I mean, he drained an unbelievable shot. Yeah, for, I, to make to make a par. I think he was on the fringe. I think he was short, wasn't he short? Yeah, and, and he, then and he chipped he, it in. Yeah, he chipped yeah. it in, which like was just a wild finish for him. It was too bad that uh, that I was kind of like that's the the type of atmosphere that you're hoping to see at the players, kind of like Ricky from a couple of years ago. Um, and that's usually, you'll kind of get some of that. We didn't really have those fireworks this year. Not to say that it wasn't a good tournament, but it's not typically what you see uh, in the final round at the Players' Championship. Good tournament for Dustin Johnson, his best ever, tied for 12th, finishing with uh, tying for the low round on Sunday of 68. So I think he's got to be feeling really good about that. Um, We've got the first major of the year on the Champions Tour, the tradition in... uh, Hotlanta, that's being played. I'm sorry, not Atlanta. It's in Birmingham, Alabama. You think the... some people are going to be talking about John Daly now that he's oh, got his first yeah. win under his belt? And how about, I mean, you had VJ Singh who made a charge at the players. He's going to be playing in it. I know. I was Steve Stricker. With, I was watching with my buddy and, and he on Saturday, and he's like, how is VJ still on tour? And I was like, I have no idea. Yeah, and uh, and and Steve Stricker was, you know, on the board. It, it it looked a little bit like a master's leaderboard, you know, with some of the, you know, the young guns and some of the old guys hanging in there. So uh, it's going to be the the twenty ninth annual Regions tradition. Uh, T starting uh, starting play this Thursday, and then um, hey, Lexi Thompson skydiving into the first tee at Kingsmill earlier today. Uh, this was a promo. She has teamed up with the Navy SEAL Legacy Foundation, which um, benefits wounded and fallen Navy SEALs. And she's going to be wearing, check this out, blue camo on Sundays from oh, wow. now on. How about that? That's okay. fun. 
uh, to go with her pink that she wears on Saturdays for breast cancer awareness. So, And um, there's uh, possibly some shaking up the world rankings on the LPGA Tour with this tournament this week. Well, we got Lydia Ko, So Yun Ru, and Arya Jutanyagarn, who uh, just got inched out in the Mexico tournament, the match play, the week before last. So uh, there's there's a lot going on as we really start to rev up the rest of the season. They're getting ready to, to kick off into the majors as well. Um, and it's kind of that time of year. This is the fun time of year. When, exactly. When we, we can feel golf. it, right? We're about a month out from the U.S. Open, and there's a lot of golf happening around Orlando. Remember... We've partnered up with the Big Summer Golf Card. If you're looking for a great Father's Day gift, check out the Big Summer Golf Card at bigsummergolf.com for 60 bucks. Yeah, that's right. You uh you you scored one. I did. Birthday present. For $60, you can play some of the best courses from now until the end of October. You get the best rates. You can check up all the the great courses online. 60 bucks for the Big Summer Golf Card. And, Will, we're giving away a really, really special, special prize tonight. Swag, whatever you want to call which, it. Which one? What do we got? Well, you know, we uh, have partnered and are hosting a one-day golf workshop this Saturday at Orange County National. We're bringing in one of the top players, teaching professionals in the country. You know her. She's not only a PGA member, PGA Class A member, an LPGA member. Kay McMahon, member of the LPGA Teaching Hall of Fame. And she's going to be giving a one-day workshop at Orange County National. It's going to run from uh, 8.30 in the morning till 3.30. This includes lunch, a playbook, range work, classroom, full swing video analysis. And we're going to give away one spot. To a lucky listener later on in the show. So if you want a chance to get some top-notch instruction, Kay has an amazing method she teaches. It's called Golf 8.5. Very simple, easy way to uh, really break down your golf swing and declutter your brain. We all know we need a little decluttering. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) So we're really excited about this. Stay tuned. We're going to give it away in a little bit. A one-day Workshop, Orange County National this Saturday. It's over a $300 value. So stay with us, the Golf Insiders, 96.9 The Game. We've got much more golf talk coming up. Stay with us. 